Welcome to Weed and Wealth episode number 13. I am your non-Black Friday participating host, Jay. On this week's episode, you guessed it, I'll review my green product of the week, kinda, sorta. I'm actually going to review my two go-to ways to hide the aroma of your favorite green product in your home. And not really a fast topic of the week this episode, but I'm going to throw out just a couple of quick financial tips slash reminders to help you guys close out the year on a strong note. And then on to our main topic of the week. Now, I feel like it's my duty to get this topic off this week because A, I won't be recording next week due to the holidays and B, hopefully to save a few people before they dive headfirst into Black Friday. So today's topic of the week will be three steps to financially survive holiday shopping. Now in this segment, I'm going to lay out three main steps and about 10 sub steps to help you navigate through the holiday shopping season, maintain your financial integrity, and long story less long, not go broke in the process. So again, welcome to this week's show. As always, I hope everyone had a good week. Mine was really good, just a bit tiring. Our son is in karate, and that's really dope. It's pretty amazing to see 20 to 30, 3 to 5-year-olds doing the same thing in unison. So shout out to any martial arts instructors out there. You guys are great. Now, with the addition of karate coupled with swimming, he has a pretty full schedule, and that takes up four days out of our week, Saturday included. And I don't like that at all. But it is what it is. I want him to get a lot of experiences, try some stuff out, see what he likes, see what he doesn't like. We'll go from there. But also, on the cooking front, this week our local grocery store had a great sale on shrimp and lobster claws. So a brother OD'd on the seafood dishes for a couple of days. Day one, I cooked some amazing shrimp and lobster grits and I followed it up the very next day with the shrimp and lobster soup. Great pictures, great taste. I might have thrown a recipe or two on IG, I'm not sure, but as always, if you're interested in seeing any of my cooking pics or financial posts and videos that I post, feel free to check me out on IG at weed underscore and wealth. That's weed underscore A-N-D wealth. Now, let's jump into this week's green review of the week. Febreze and a coffin. Funny title. So, like most people who smoke in their homes, we all go through the same issue. How do I keep my home from smelling like a grow-up? Now, I've decided to share my two methods of odor elimination. First, Febreze Air Heavy Duty. And that heavy duty is key. If you try to use regular Febreze Air or even worse, Febreze Fabric, all it'll smell like is a blunt wearing cologne. Trust me, I tried it, it failed. However, once you spray that heavy duty Febreze, man, listen, even if you had Snoop and Weez Khalifa blazing with you, it's gonna knock out 90 plus percent of whatever you guys were smoking in there. Now remember, for the, for now, for the remaining 10% of the aroma, and yes, I say aroma because personally I love the smell, but to knock out the rest, grab a nice incense packet and an incense coffin. Now, if you've never heard of an incense coffin, just hit Google. But the damn thing seriously looks like a mini coffin. It just has holes in it to allow the scent of the incense to come out. 
So you just light your incense stick, place it in the coffin, and that is it. And well, that paired with the Febreze Heavy Duty is one of the best duos I've ever seen. I'm talking Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, D-Wade, you get the point. But yeah, if you've just been masking the smell and not eliminating it, definitely, again, the Febreze Heavy Duty plus the incense and the coughing combo, you and your house won't regret it. Now, it's time for our fast topic of the week, but it's not really a fast topic of the week. It's just a couple quick tips and reminders to help kind of move you on, get you ready for 2020. Now, the number one topic or quick tip that I want to throw out, up your automatic savings of 401 contribution by 1%. I know I said this a couple weeks ago, but I really, really, really want to drive this point home. By now, you know, or you probably have a good idea if you're getting a raise or not next year. Now, as long as you're getting a raise above 2%, go ahead and up that contribution by 1% before, before, before you see it in your check. Why? Because doing so before you see it in your check will make it much easier to make that switch and up that contribution. Because once you see that extra, extra money in your check, it, mentally, it's just going to be a lot harder to up your contribution by 1%. So just go ahead and do that before you see it. Now, if you're getting a raise of less than 2%, that's fine. Just up your contribution by half of whatever your raise is. And for all of these, that's if your finances allow you to. Next, I say it often, invest. If you've been putting off opening that Roth IRA or that personal investment account, do it now. It literally costs you nothing to open it. And as I've said in the past, you're much more likely to start investing once you have the actual account open. So that's what I challenge you to do between now and the end of the year. Just open the account. If you don't want to put money in it, don't. Just open the account. And that's step one to getting you a step closer to actually investing. And three, and maybe even the most important um, tip, treat yourself within reason. Now, you don't work all these hours and pay these bills and put your money away for a retirement that, honestly, you may never live to see. Life is for living, and there's plenty of fun, exciting things you can do all while staying on your financial path. And well, those are just my three tips, suggestions just to help get you through the end of the year. And hopefully, those will help you guys out. <sighs> so now... Everybody gather around, get around the fireplace, let let Jay tell you guys just a little story. It's that time of year again. It's that, it's that time of year when family and friends get together, sipping cocoa, watching Christmas Story on TV. They huddle up tight, and then they grab any and every newspaper ad they can find they stand in those long ass lines and they spin 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 because why not it's the holidays and damn it that's what you're supposed to do see that didn't go how you guys expected it to go but for today's financial topic of the week i feel it's only right to give you guys some extra game three steps to help you financially survive holiday shopping now, I'll admit, I'm a little short on time today, so I'm going to jump right into the steps. Step one, 
make your list and check it thrice, not twice, check it thrice, one, two, three, before you step foot in any store or log on to Target or Amazon.com, make a list and decide who is getting what and what they are getting. Because hey, if you don't know who you're buying for or what you're buying, why are you going shopping anyway? Also, speaking of lists, it's perfectly okay not to get your kids everything on their list. As a matter of fact, I encourage it. They'll still love you, don't worry. This is a great opportunity to teach kids about prioritizing things on their list. That way, you can get them a few things at the top, skip a few things, but they'll still come away Christmas morning having some of the important things that they value on your list. Also, it gives them an opportunity to understand they won't always get what they want. And to take it a step further, you can take them to a store, let them pick out a gift to give the charity and explain to them why the kids in that charity need gifts in the first place. That way, they have a deeper appreciation for the things that they do get and have learned a valuable lesson about giving to those in need all at once. Now, step number two, yeah, it sounds like a no-brainer, but shop smart. Now, I know people hate when I say the B word. Not, not that B word. The other one. Budget. Now, before you stop, shop, stop start shopping, set a budget. And a realistic one at that. Now, millions of Americans going to debt every single year, spending money they don't have to impress people and relatives that probably really don't like them. So don't don't let that be you. Now, if you get to the point where you've reached your budget, that's fine. Shopping's over. Just go home and wrap those presents. Now, if you think staying on track with your budget is a challenge, and believe me, I definitely know it is. Leave the credit cards at home and shop with cash. It is amazing how particular you are with your spending when you're spending money you don't see versus actual cash coming out of your hands. It just hits different. And along the same lines, don't sign up for those store credit cards. I know they'll give you 60% off on this purchase, but just don't do it. I'm not going to go into a deep dive here. But you don't need them, and more than likely, you're going to regret signing up for that store card. So trust me on this one. Just don't. Now, another part of Sharp Smart, a lot of S's here, okay? I'm trying. One take, Jay, little stumbly. But another part of Shopping Smart is to research what you plan to buy. Which, hey, it should be pretty easy, because if you took my advice in step one, you already have that list of what you plan to buy. So, look for the best price. Also, take it a step further, look at some price history to make sure what you think is on sale is actually on sale and not just the price it was three months ago. And whatever store you decide to give your business to, make sure they price match. Another thing you can do to ensure that you're shopping smart, take 15% of whatever you end up spending and put that amount into your investment account. That way you're paying, yeah, you got some money going out, you're spending money, but you're also paying yourself back a little. So just a, another mind trick, fun game to play with yourself. And the final step to shopping smart, shop online. Why? Because it helps you avoid those, ooh, shiny, shiny object moments. And you know what I'm talking about. You walk in the store to get one thing, 
you run across this grand seven foot display with the super duper max air fryer 2000 and for one day only it's 150 dollars when it's usually 4.99 and you really aren't quite sure what it does but you know it can fry a whole turkey in 45 seconds and damn it you gotta have it so yeah let's all calm down and avoid all of that and you can stay home and avoid the traffic and the lines and just knock out your shopping from the comforts of home. It's a beautiful thing, trust me. Now, on to step number three. My final step in surviving holiday shopping. Now, I already know this is going to be my least liked step out of the three. Matter of fact, it may be my least liked segment since I've been doing the podcast. Even going a step further, a lot of you may hate this particular step. But step number three is this. Don't buy gifts out of obligation. And honestly, it's okay to skip holiday shopping altogether. <gasps> I know, I know. It's that's, that's sacrilegious to a lot of people to just say skip holiday shopping. You Scrooge. But hear me out. Now, first, let me say this. I'm not talking about gifts for your children or children in your family. They're kids and getting gifts for Christmas is a big deal. I get that. Now, I still say don't buy them everything on their list and stick to a budget. But yeah, I get it. Let the kids enjoy Christmas. Get kids gifts. Kids like gifts. Great. Now, for the adults in your life, eh, I, I really feel like most people buy gifts between Black Friday and Christmas just out of obligation. Obligation to please their spouse, their family members, and if you really sit down and think about it, who wants a gift out of obligation? Buy me a a, a random gift on a Thursday in May. It's going to mean a lot more to me than getting a gift on Christmas. Now, people ask me every year when I'm getting my wife, and for the most part, my answer is the same. Nothing. I know, I know. How's he still married? It sounds harsh, I know. But again, I feel like getting someone something because there's a day on the calendar or everybody says that you have to do it is kind of sort of disingenuous. I just think it would mean more to a sp- your spouse or an adult in your life to just get them something on a random Tuesday instead because it means that you actually wanted to, not that you felt pressured to do so. So, I mean, what we usually do, we don't ex- really exchange, we don't exchange gifts. We usually just book our first trip of the year um, next year for the next year around Christmas. And we just throw a little extra into our savings account for the month. Or, uh, sorry, not savings, investment account for the month. So, that's our thing. Now, the other adults in your life, your friends, your family, I'll be 100% honest. If I was tight on money, fighting to get out of debt, super hard pass. Will some of them get offended if you don't get them a gift? Maybe. Should they? Of course not. Not if they love you anyway. And as far as skipping holiday shopping altogether, when I say that, I more so mean for yourself. It's been years, but I get it. I've been there. Rushing to the paper. Ooh, I've I've had a good year. I deserve something. Let me just go get this random electronic. For me, it was a random kitchen item. I'd probably cook with it, mess around with it for two months. Uh, After that, maybe in the garage, maybe under the sink, collecting dust. But, um, yeah, just 
it's okay to not rush out and buy something just because it's on sale. And like I said, I've been there looking through the paper at all those Black Friday sales and all of a sudden you see something that you claim you need. You really convince yourself that you need it and that you've always wanted it and then boom, there you are. You're buying some random thing that you haven't even thought about or maybe even knew existed until this exact moment. So for me, my rule is this. No matter how good the sale, no matter it's 50%, 70%, or 90% off, whatever. If I didn't want it three months ago, I probably don't want it now. And oh yeah, once you get done with all of that smart shopping, pat yourself on the back for sticking to your budget, but you're not done. I want to, I want to challenge you to do this. Find a local charity or find that homeless person you pass every day, or if you know of a family in need, and whatever you can do, hook them up financially. $20 or more if you can. And I can almost guarantee you that seeing the smile or gratitude in their eyes will be worth far more than anything that you're gonna find in some store or some Black Friday ad. And well, that's it. Episode 1313 is a wrap per usual. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe and like button and be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell an enemy to tell their friends. Also, look for me on IG at weed underscore and wealth. That's weed underscore A-N-D wealth. And remember, remember, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I don't mind help helping guide you through your financial journey at all for free 99 so there's no reason if you have any question need some extra guidance to reach out to me i am here as a resource to you and you already know but i have to say i appreciate you guys listening and as always 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 until next week or until the next two weeks i wish you nothing but weed and wealth see you guys next friday